Connecting life and faith. This is Connections. When you're in ministry, and you know, my husband was the children's pastor, so we better know how to raise our kids, you know? And, you know, we had our kids doing things sometimes, and you're just like, you know, you just want to stick your head in the sand. But, you know, all kids are kids. And, you, you know, you know you're being watched, but sometimes you need to make the decision, do I want to look like a good parent, or do I want to be a good parent? Another thing we quite often forget is that the best parenting advice comes from God. We're joined today by Lucille Williams. She's a regular guest here on Connections. She is also the author of numerous books, including her most recent one, The Impossible Kid. Today on Connections, she's going to share with us that when it comes to our children and raising our children, that nothing is impossible if we include God. We've got Lucille Williams with us today. She's a regular guest here on our podcast. It has been a while. Tell us, Lucille, what you've been up to over the past couple of months. Doing ministry. I, you know, I'm a women's director at our church, and I just love working with women and moms and families. And uh, I just wrapped up a big event for widows, which was just amazing. They just loved it. We had such a great time. And uh, we had quite a few ladies come out. We did like a afternoon tea thing. It was it was so fun. It was just absolutely. I was just having a blast. And then uh, more currently, I also did a, a singles event for all the single ladies. We called it all the single ladies night. It was really, <laughs> really fun. And I brought out a Christian comedian, and we just had food and just had a really good night. So uh, just been doing ministry, doing writing, um, working on another book possibly and uh you know just living life <laughs> can you give us any hints about the possible new book yet or not yet uh no okay. <laughs> just that's why everybody will keep listening every time you come back on to get more details that's good mm-hmm. i like the idea of the widow's ministry event too because we read a lot about ministry to widows in the bible but i feel like we don't hear much about it anymore do we yeah, you know, it's true. As I, you know, talk to different ladies at our church, I realize that, you know, people who are widowed, they, first of all, they don't identify as being widowed, which is a very interesting thing because they were married. They still identify as being married. And, but they feel like they're on the outskirts of the church. And I'm like, no, we need to do something to let them know that we know that they're here and we love them. And we want to let them know that there's a bigger community that loves them and we want to include them. And they they loved it. They had such a great time. There was so much buzz about it. I, I did not expect that God was going to do what he did through this event. Well, another topic that you are great with is talking about kids and raising impossible children. Tell us a little bit about your book on that. Yes, I I had the most impossible kid. I mean, she's a wonderful mom and woman and wife now, pastor's wife. But as a kid, she was that kid that you say, hey, you know, don't touch that socket. And she just looked at you and said, oh, yeah, are you daring me? And then she would just touch it. Like you couldn't just say, don't don't touch that. You know, you're going to blow up. She go, well, I want to see myself blow up. And when you have a kid like that who's just determined to just fight you at every single turn, it it can be just grueling. And I, you know, we didn't know like how to raise a kid like that. But through my experiences and learning how to be a better parent, I've 
I we figured out how to raise an impossible kid. And that's what the book's about. And the great thing about it is this impossible kid writes in this book. And so parents with impossible kids get to learn what are the kids thinking? And, you know, you, you read parenting books and you hear from the parent, oh, I did this and I did that and this worked and that worked. And I'm like, I don't want to do that approach. I want to let my daughter tell you what worked and what didn't work. Because and even as we wrote it, because she writes at the end of each chapter, I would write and I would think, oh, I just did such a great job here. And then she'd come <laughs> on and go, oh, my mom, that was a flop. That was so embarrassing for me. And so uh, even as we wrote, like I learned a lot of the mistakes I I made and we talk about it in the book. And so I think that's the the beauty of this book is that you get to hear from the impossible kid. When you were raising a kid, like you mentioned doing ministry, your husband's a pastor, you're involved in the church. So like you have this impossible kid. Did you ever feel extra guilty as a parent? Because you're like, oh, we're supposed to be like this godly family raising godly children. And our kid is just going wild. <laughs> uh, no, that's a I'm glad you brought that up because, you know, when you're when you're in ministry and, you know, my husband was the children's pastor. So we better know how to raise our kids, you know. And, you know, we had our kids doing things sometimes where you're just like, you know, you just want to stick your head in the sand. But, you know, all kids are kids. And, you you know, you know you're being watched, but sometimes you need to make the decision, do I want to look like a good parent or do I want to be a good parent? Well, and that, sometimes yeah. you needed to make that, I needed to make those decisions and we all do. I mean, there was one time, oh, this was one of the funniest things that ever happened in my life. Um, my, my kids were a little older and we were, we're, we're doing this production thing at church. And um, anyway, there's too many details, but um, two of my kids were singing in this thing. And my older son got in a fight with my younger son. And while this is happening, I'm in the church lobby. Someone had asked me for parenting advice. So I'm sitting out in the lobby and I'm, you know, they're asking me advice and I'm talking to them. And then someone comes up to me and they're like, uh, Lucille, your boys are in the other room beating the crap out of each other. And I was like, what? <laughs> I, I was like, you got to be kidding me right now. And I'm like, I looked at the people I was talking to and I said, excuse me, I'll be back. And I go into the room and literally the team is singing worship songs and my boys are rolling around like, you know, wrestling. Now they've got like six years between them. So the older one was just kind of keeping the little one at bay, but the younger one just lost his cookies that day. He got so mad at his brother and just came at him with some kind of sword or something from, you know, the prop area. And, you know, it's like, you just never know what your kids are going to do. And you just got to, you just got to go with it and you got to say, okay, I got to do the best. I can do in this moment. I think that's such a big, important <laughs> reminder. Just roll with it, Colleen. Exactly. Just roll Literally with roll with it. <laughs> um, okay, but in situations like that, now I know Mike can attest to this too. I have an impossible child, very impossible child. Now the two things that I go to is either I get really upset, as in like tears, and start bawling my eyes out, or get really mad. But in reality, there's one thing that we can do to make a difference. And that is we can rely on God. How can we do this instead of just going to those two options? Uh, yeah, you just you got to teach yourself to take a beat. I learned early on that when I've got that wrestling, you know, you know what that that wrestling is in your heart that it starts building up and you're like, it's like steam building inside your body, you know, that feeling, you know, <laughs> and I learned that when I feel that, then I'd zip my mouth 
I just, that's it. Just close your mouth until you can calm that down. And, and the, you know, the verse, you know, put a shield over my lips, O Lord, put a shield over my lips, O Lord. I'll just start chanting that verse to myself. Just, just shut your mouth. Don't talk right now. And then take a breath and then a prayer. Okay, Lord, how do I deal with this? Because if we just jump in, you know, that's not going to be pretty, you know, you know, it's not going to be. So, um, and then you just take a breath and a prayer and then look at it and try to remove yourself from it. Cause as a parent, the first thought is, Oh no, this is my child. What are they doing? This is my, this is my kid. Like, is this my fault? What did I do? Did I, did I miss something? Like, you know, we, we personalize it. And we can't personalize it. We just got to back up and go, okay, this is just them being a kid, whatever it is they're doing. And we need to step back and and be able to look at it objectively. Because if we jump in, now we're part of the problem. We're not looking at it objectively. We're, we're in it and we're part of the problem. But if we back up and we go, okay, let me assess this. Let me look. I prayed. I've calmed myself down. And they go, okay, what's the best thing to do here? And then and then move forward and then, you know, just figure out what the best thing to do is. And that can happen in, you know, 30 seconds. You can do all those things in 30 seconds. But a quick prayer and tell yourself to shut your mouth when you know something that's going to come out that is not going to be productive and then move forward. So often we forget that the best person and the best advice we can get when it comes to parenting is from God. Oh, yes, absolutely. And and I found that so many times when I would go to God God would go, whoa, calm down. Wait a minute. Remember when you did this? Or maybe you need to ask about that. Or, you know, this situation requires grace. And this is why. And a verse will come to mind. You know, when we seek God first and go, you know, God, what am I supposed to do? He will direct us in whatever it is. I mean, he promises he's not going to leave us. He says he'll direct us. He says he'll be there for us. And he is if we just stop and take that, just take that one beat and go, okay, God, what do I do? I like that. I don't, uh, recently, especially recently with our three-year-old son, um, yeah. he's not impossible, but he has impossible moments. Uh, but so often <laughs> with him, when I've been getting frustrated, I've just kind of started giggling to myself, though, like, this is totally my the picture of me trying to guide my son is a perfect picture of probably God and the Holy Spirit trying to guide me. And I'm throwing tantrums and saying, no, I've got it. I'll do it myself. And, you know, it, like trying to teach him how to golf yesterday. I took him with me golfing and he refused to do it right. And then he's getting angry because he can't hit the ball. I'm like, let me show you how to hit it. No. And I'm just like, well, let me just gently guide you. And then look, you do it properly but so often in life we're like that with god too right like no i've got it myself we're just like little children the impossible child it's true it's true and if we take it one step further and look at the funny in it i mean there's so much there's funny stuff it's funny like a lot of times i'd be so frustrated with my kids and i would just back up and just start laughing like this is so it's like when you look at the ridiculousness of situations it's really funny and when we look through the bible there's a lot of funny stuff. I mean, the talking donkey, the, you know, let us sit, you know, Peter's here. No, he's not. They're praying for him. He's right there at the door. They're praying to, that he would get out of prison, but he's already there. And they yeah, don't believe yeah. that God sent, you know, actually sent Peter. I mean, there's just so much humor in the Bible. And I think sometimes in our parenting, we just are so serious. And, oh, it's, and it is important. It is serious. 
But sometimes we need to look for the funny so that we can just kind of, you know, just take a chill pill and a breath. Sometimes my daughter will call me with something that's going on with one of her kids and she'll tell me what's going on. And she's really distraught. And then we pause for a minute and I just burst out and laugh. <laughs> and she's like, yeah, mom, this is funny, huh? I'm like, yeah. And, and I'm just, I'm, and you know, and, and for me, part of that is, oh boy, this is really fun because I know what you put me yeah, through yeah. and now, you know, you're. <laughs> putting you through the ringer I'm like I'm kind of liking this a little bit I mean maybe yeah, that's yeah. a little evil but but I always you know we'll talk it through and you know usually the conversation is sweetie you're doing a great job it's okay it's okay that that happened it's okay that your child did that or you know Allie kicked a kid in Sunday school and you know when you're the pastor <laughs> wife and your kid's beating up the other kids that's I mean that's funny you know I mean what are you gonna do right exactly <laughs> It's such a great reminder, right? And like, yeah, thinking back to that, like, example of how God must feel with us as his children. Well, if he can be gracious with us about the big things in our life against him, then surely we can be gracious with these little kids whose brains are developing and are looking for guidance, even though they might be impossible to guide. Absolutely. And and I think sometimes when they when they start acting up, we get frustrated and we pull away. Because we're just, we get angry, we don't think straight, we, we blame ourselves, like, you know, what am I doing wrong? I mean, that's like the mom's motto. What am I doing wrong? What am I doing wrong? And, and, and you're not doing anything wrong. It's just kids are kids. And what we need to do is not allow those things to make us not be present. We mm. need to be present with our kids. We can't let our anger separate us from our kids. We can't let our inabilities or feeling of inability to separate us. We need to jump in and show up and be present. That's what they need the most. They need us to love them and be present, to be there, to to go through whatever it is that's going on, just to be present in it. And they're not looking, they don't need a perfect parent. They just need a present parent. And sometimes we let life and circumstances pull us away from our children. And we need to always be moving forward, not backing up. Mm. That is great advice. One thing recently that we've learned with our little guy there, this is backtracking a little bit, making things funny is when he's at his maddest, he loves to growl or to roar at you. (laughs) So we turned that into something that now we can stop him in the midst of his anger. We're like, okay, roar, roar at mommy right now and try to do that without smiling. And he can't do it. And the next thing you know, we're laughing. And like you said, we're in the present moment. And wow, what a difference has that made? Yeah, that is great. And that makes me think about one of the things that I feel like I could have done much better as a parent is to help my children process their feelings. Like, it's okay to be angry. It's okay to be sad. It's okay to cry. And I think a lot of times what I tried to do was take them off those feelings because I personally, as a mom, couldn't handle it. I just know when my daughter would cry, it would break my heart to the point of, I'd be like, no, 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 honey, don't cry. Don't cry. It's okay. Um, you know, let's go get ice cream, whatever. You know, <laughs> just I, I couldn't deal with the emotions. And so I didn't let her have her emotions. And that was a huge mistake in my parenting. And it's one of the things that I have, you know, shifted. And now, you know, if my daughter is sad and she cries, like I'm someone that's safe for her. And, you know, I don't say that to her anymore. I mean, my instinct, even now, if she comes and, and she's sad about something or, you know, like our my father-in-law just recently died. And, you know, obviously there were tears about that. 
and and my instinct is to go no no don't cry life is good honey don't cry don't cry but now i just i i let her like i i i i don't try to stop her from having her feelings and that's what i did you know it's okay you know i would when my kids were growing up it was like i would let them be mad but i would i didn't like talk to them enough about it and say, you know, it's okay. You want to get mad, be mad, but you know, you can go be mad in your room. I mean, I, I did say that. I remember that. Like when they throw their little fits, I'd be like, okay, I didn't, I didn't let their fits bother me. It's like, whatever, but just embracing their feelings and letting them know that, you know, their feelings are okay and helping them process their feelings. My children are doing a very good job with that, with their children. And I think because they learned from my mistake of not allowing my kids to embrace their sadness yeah one of the greatest tricks we've learned recently is just whatever they're upset about repeating it back to them so say it's as simple as no tablet time right now but they're you know a three-year-old and a five-year-old with their tablets these days right so they're throwing a fit and so just saying like getting down on the ground with them and just saying you're upset you're angry because you can't have the tablet right now and it just, they just stop it. Yeah, right? And then, mm-hmm. and you feel this, or how does it make you feel? And like, within a few minutes, you've you've talked through the situation with them. You've diffused it. You're not giving them the tablet still. Like, talk about mm-hmm. it. Maybe you can have it tomorrow. But it's super simple, actually. You just repeat back what they're feeling, and they calm down really quick. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Plus, it's a connection point. Because now you're relating to how they're feeling. And, you know, as adults, sometimes we're like, you know, suck it up. So you can't have a tablet. Like, just get over it. But (laughs) a little three-year-old, that's a big deal. That's a really big deal. And when we're like, you know, callous about it, like whatever, it's like saying we don't care about their feelings. But I think that's an excellent strategy of just, you know, repeating back. Okay, you're sad. You can't have your tablet. Well, I understand that but you still can't have your tablet. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Teaching them early. Like, yeah, we hear you. We're listening to you. You can talk about this, but it's not, you're not going to get your way just because you're throwing a fit. So. (laughs) Right. Right. That's great. Yeah. That's excellent. The joy in that success has got to be amazing though. When you finally figure out a way that isn't, I, I guess the, proper word would be like harmful to them mm. to figure out a way that you could do this now where they're like okay fine but I still right. love it. <laughs> right and and just the concept that parenting is a marathon it's it's being present day to day one day at a time one moment at a time just doing the next right thing you know we've all heard that concept but you know now that oh, I have three adult kids and I mean it's hard for me not to tear up when I talk about them I mean, my three kids, my three adult kids are like to me and and I've heard from others, too. Of course, you know, I'm a mom and I can go on and on, but they're just good. They're good people. They're kind people. They love God. And and when I look at them and I see how they are, I'm, I'm just amazed. I mean, I now go to my kids for advice. I'll say, what do you think? I mean, I have a son that's a pastor. I'd be an idiot not to go to him about things. And I mean, they're wise. They're they're good people. And I love to be around them. And so when you are at the other end of it and you can say, wow, the, these kids are they're good. They're good people. It's worth every single thing you went through. And uh, just it's just I'm just amazed at how wonderful my kids are. It went full circle. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. For those who are interested in learning more about you uh, and just keeping up on your day-to-day, how can they go about doing that? 
I have a uh, newsletter, a blog. It's lusays.com, L-U-S-A-Y-S. And I do a weekly uh, post. And I write about marriage and family and relationships and relationships with your adult kids and your young kids. I, I kind of pop around. I, I focus most on family and relationships and then our relationship with God, too. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. I love being on with you guys. And thank you so much for joining us and for listening today. Don't forget to subscribe. We'll talk to you again on Connections.